Welcome to the Actual Fluency Podcast. Each week you'll find inspirational, motivational interviews with some of the world's best language learners, industry experts, all trying to help you to learn foreign languages better, faster, and more efficiently. And here we go. This episode is brought to you by italki, the world's best tutoring platform. So if you've been struggling to find a tutor online, or if you just want to enhance your language learning, I highly recommend checking out italki. You can get a $10 free credit after purchasing your first lesson on italki by going to actualfluency.com forward slash italki. That's I-T-A-L-K-I. Well, Lucas... It's finally time. Thank you for coming on the Actual Fluency Podcast. I remember meeting you a couple of years ago in Berlin. You might not remember, but we were at the bar in uh, Berlin, and it was uh, good fun. Um, but I was very impressed with your quick acquisition of languages, so I'm really interested to hear more about your method and techniques today. But before we get into all that stuff, do you want to just give the listeners a quick introduction of who you are, where you're from, and how you got started learning languages? Sure. Thank, thanks, Chris. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me here. Uh, my name is Lucas Bigetti. I'm from. I'm originally from Brazil, São Paulo. Uh, well, but I haven't been to Brazil now for almost three years. I've been, I've been traveling a little bit. Um, so my language journey. Uh, I think. Well, every, everything started uh, about 20 years ago when I started studying uh, English at school. In Brazil, we, we had uh, English and Spanish, and uh, well, uh, but I, I must admit that I, I completely failed both of these languages. I, when I when I finished high school, I couldn't speak a word of English. Wow! Actually, my 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 English teacher once she, once she she even said, "Lucas, your your English is so bad that you I, I think you should never choose a career for which you will need uh, languages because well I, I <laughs> and then she, and then she said." I thought you were completely stupid, but now I. <laughs> yeah, she was very straightforward. She said, "But but now I can see that you're not so bad at uh, math and uh, physics. Uh, so, I think you should just study something related related to uh, these uh, these things, uh, math, um, maybe chemistry, uh, physics, but not anything related to to languages." And I think that. She, she, in a way, she was right because uh, indeed I couldn't speak a word of English. I, I think at that time I couldn't even say, uh, "Sorry, I don't understand." <laughs> um, and um, and after high school, well, actually, still at high school, um, a friend of mine, like uh, one of my classmates, he gave me a, a, a Russian textbook, and this this was actually a joke. In, in Brazil, we have. Uh, a tradition uh, we we give e- uh, each other gifts that we know that that the, uh, the person would not like. Okay. And because they, they they knew that I hated foreign languages, they decided to give me a not just a, an English textbook, but a Russian textbook that was even worse. But you know, like I saw those crazy letters uh, because at the time they 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 made zero sense to me. Right? Like that. I mean, the the Cyrillic alphabet. Mm-hmm. I looked. I looked at the at the textbook. I well, I, I had to had to laugh. <laughs> um, but but then I, I just put uh, the textbook in my in my backpack and then I forgot about it. But then I went home 
um, I opened my backpack and then I saw the, the textbook and I thought, you know what, let's, let's Google this, this uh, crazy letters. So obviously I had to go with it in Portuguese <laughs> because I still couldn't, couldn't speak English. And, um, and then I found a, web, uh, I found a website uh, where you could uh, learn uh, the alphabet. And uh, on that website, there was, uh, there was an advertisement uh, for a website called Shared Talk. Maybe, maybe you know this, uh, this website. So Rosetta Stone's uh, right. exchange service? Right, yes. I, th I, I don't think uh, it exists anymore. No, they shut it down, yeah. They shut it down, right? Yeah, but well, it is, this is how it, it actually started. No, this is how it, uh, I, I started studying language. So I found this website. And then I, yeah, there were so many people there from, from, from basic, basically from all countries in, in, in the world. I, yeah, yeah, there were Russians, Australians, Japanese, Italian, yeah, you name it. And, uh, and I really wanted to talk to those people. Um, uh, since I was a child, I've always been fascinated by different, different countries. Um, and I really, really wanted to, to talk to them, but um, I couldn't because I I didn't speak any any foreign language. And then I had this great idea. I I started talking to I started chatting with two people at the same time. Yeah. They were both Russians. And this is what I did. Um, I would say let's let's say I would say hi, how are you? I would I would send it to one person, and then. I would uh, wait for the answer, and then I would send it to the second person that I was talking to. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. So they were basically talking to each other. That's amazing. And, uh, and then I would uh, use Google Translate to to understand what they were saying. So let's say like person A says, "Hi, how are how are you?" And then I send it to person uh, B. Person B responds. I'm fine, thank you. And you? And I sent it back to person A. <laughs> right. So basically, yeah, they, they were basically um, talking to each other. And I think I did it for around three, four months wow. uh, every day. And then I noticed, I noticed that after three, four months, I didn't need to to translate. Uh, I didn't, I didn't need to use uh, Google Translate anymore. I could understand what they were saying. So instead of sending the message um, to the other person, I would try to answer myself. And, um, you know, because the, the questions uh, were always the same, like, um, where are you from? Um, how are you doing? Uh, how is the weather? Is it cold? Um, so uh, I, started, I started seeing patterns, um, and these patterns were repeating over and over again, and then I... Uh, I started uh, answering uh, those questions uh, by myself, and then, and then after around five, well, actually six, six months, I was brave enough to <laughs> actually call one of my friends, uh, and um, and then we had a nice chat. Um, I think it was like a, a 20, 20 minute chat in in Russian. <laughs> And uh, when I finished the conversation, I thought, "Whoa, wait a moment." So I have been studying, and you know, it was not—it it never felt like studying because uh, I was not 
using uh, a textbook or, or or anything like that. I was not studying the grammar. I was, I was just like uh, sending these messages back and forth. And uh, and then I thought, wow. So I have been now learning Russian for six months, and I, I can now hold a conversation for 20, 20 minutes. That's amazing. Um, it probably means that when I was at school, I couldn't learn language not because I'm stupid, as as my, my my teacher used to say, but because the methods were very inefficient. And uh, yeah, and then I thought, well, if using this very primitive method, I managed to start speaking Russian only after six months. What if I optimize this method? Could I learn? Could I start speaking, let's say, German in three months? And then I started uh, studying German, and well, this is, <laughs> and and I have been asking my, uh, myself the question: Well, can I, can I optimize uh, this method? I think I've been asking myself uh, this question now for ten years, and uh, well, over the last ten years, I've been optimizing the methods I use to to learn languages. Mm -hmm. So, what kind of uh, changes or additions have you made to sending? the mirror messages uh, across well I think that was the beginning I don't I, I would never recommend people to do that uh, I don't <laughs> think it's very effective uh, as I said it was just like a very primitive uh, primitive method uh, but I think it taught me a very important lesson um, when learning a language it's not enough to just understand you really need a lot of repetition to get things uh, up to the point when you don't have to think about it anymore. Like it's um, mm -hmm. it's automatic. And when I was sending sending these uh, messages back and forth, because I was talking uh, to many 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 people about the same things, I was repeating the same patterns over and over again. So when I started answering the questions by myself. Yeah, it was, uh, hey, so what's her name? My name is Lucas. Hey, what's her name? My name is Lucas. Hey, what's her name? My name is Lucas. So after, after a while, I didn't have to think about it, about it anymore. I could say these things uh, quickly without thinking about the grammar. Yeah. Uh, and also with more complicated, obviously, uh, what's her name is very easy, but I could easily say things like, um, now I live, I, I'm from Brazil. I have, I'm, I'm well, born and raised in Brazil. Uh, I now live in Sao Paulo, but I would like to live in Moscow, for example. And because I said it so many times, I didn't have to think about, wow, now I'm using the the prepositional case. And, well, the word Moscow ends in A. And because of that, I need to replace the A with Y, so Moscow, Y. So, I, you know, I didn't have to think about these things mm. because I was repeating the same patterns over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. That's really amazing uh, idea as well. Also, I think uh, an added bonus of that is that the people you're talking to don't uh, ad adapt their language, so it would be a very natural way. Right. Like sometimes, if if the other side of the conversation knows that you're a beginner or you just start learning, they might use very primitive language themselves, which means right. that you don't really learn. Well, it, it might be that good in the beginning, but. You know. you know, actually, what, what what you're saying is very true, and uh, actually, I I'm I'm facing this problem now. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I'm I'm in Thailand now, and uh, sometimes, well, I've been I have been studying Thai now for um, seven weeks, 
and obviously my Thai is not great, but I can well, I can speak some Thai, uh, some some Thai, like very basic Thai. Um, and when people realize that I'm a, I am a beginner, they start using simple Thai. Mm. And sometimes their simple Thai is even harder to understand than normal Thai, if you know what, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because you've been studying the normal Thai and listening to that right. probably. So, <laughs> plus on, on top of that, sometimes if if they see that I don't understand, they will translate into English. Ah, uh, yeah. And most, but most of the time, their English is not very good. And then the, what they say in English sounds like a Thai word, <laughs> and and then I think, well, I have never I have never seen this this, uh, this word before, and then. After a while, uh, I don't know a few seconds. Oh, actually, he's speaking. He's speaking English. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that at the office sometimes because we have we have a Norwegian, Danish, and and Swedish colleagues next to each other. So sometimes we speak in our own language. Sometimes we speak English together. Sometimes we speak an adapted version, and you get that kind of interaction right. sometimes where. Sorry, I thought you were speaking in English there, and you just don't understand anything of what the person just said, even though you speak the same language, kind of. Right. So I could definitely yes. see. So it, it it does happen to you as well, right? If, yeah, yeah. If you don't know that the person is going to to speak a, a certain language, then you you kind of block that language. Yeah, your brain is not ready for it at all. It, it just and even if it if it's a really really hard tonal language where you really need to pick up the subtleties then your brain is just like okay have to listen for the time have to listen for right. the time yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 this is exactly what's happening just one one fun fact like here in thailand uh almost everyone has a has a nickname mm -hmm. like thai people they they usually have a nickname and uh their nicknames uh are in english oh even you know it, because i know that in in countries like china uh, people will normally, if if they have a lot of foreign friends, they will normally have uh, an easy to pronounce name. Uh, uh, so that so, so that Western Western can uh, learn uh, their names. But here in Thailand is a is like a local thing, is like as a local uh, culture. And I remember like when I tried to speak Thai for the first time, I met a, a Thai guy, and and I I asked. So, uh, what's her name? And well, I said that in Thai. Uh, and then he said, "Well, and and then I was expecting to hear uh, a very strange Thai name. I'm sorry, a very strange, uh, a very uh, uh, well, I was expecting to he to hear something in Thai, right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then he said, uh, "Game." And I said, "Game? What do you mean?" <laughs> And then he started showing with his hands, like you know, like as if he was uh, playing a game. Oh yeah. I said no, no. But what do you mean? Like uh, I'm asking. Uh, and, and then, and then I thought that I had asked uh, uh, the wrong question, so I, I, I tried to repeat the question. No, actually, what I mean is, uh, what's her name? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Game. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very, very confusing. Very unknown foreign word there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and, and I have a friend here. Uh, her, her name is uh, Wasina, but her nickname is Mai. Mm -hmm. And and the thing is, Mai means no. Mai is the is a question particle. So uh, right. Make yes yes no questions. I think it's like similar to Chinese, right? Like Ma, and then in, in Thai, Mai. And then new 
means uh, in, in new in Thai is Mai. Then her name is Mai. Yeah, that's very confusing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super confusing. Yeah, super confusing. But the tones are otherwise not causing you too much trouble. Uh, I think this is not the hardest aspect of time. Okay. It's not easy, but I don't think it's the the hardest aspect aspect of learning a language like time. Mm. What what is the hardest? And then what do you see? I think that uh, the culture, oh, like the way right. they say, the way they say things, is is uh, very different and very yeah. You, um, you don't expect like um, what what the the way the way they phrase things is uh, very very different. Right, they use a lot of idioms or phrases or things like that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, sometimes they will drop words that will that you would never think they would drop. Sometimes they add words, and these words that are there just to emphasize. And um, yeah, you, uh, you know, people say that Thai grammar is very easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's it's not true, you know. Uh, well, it is true that they don't have, they don't conjugate verbs, and they don't they don't have uh, noun cases like in languages like Russian or well, basically all mm. uh, Slavic Slavic languages. But you know, they have so many so many like little words that have to put here and there, and um, so many fixed structures. Yeah, that have yeah, that you have to learn. So you know, it's not. Some people even say, "Yeah, Thai has no grammar." Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's not true at all. Right. So you've got a bit of challenge on your hands, and yeah, yeah, it's a big challenge. Yeah, for sure. Fantastic. Um, can you give a? But I'm, a, I, I am enjoying. I, did you? Why did you go to Thailand sorry, again? I, was it just a trip out of the blue, or some sun in the winter? What was, did you have any? Yeah. So. Last year, um, actually two years ago, um, I spent the winter in Serbia, and it was really, really cold. It was like minus twenty <laughs> all the time, like for for a month, like minus twenty, minus twenty-five. And then, um, and then I, I went to Bulgaria, and then on the way back, I think it was minus twenty-two that day. And uh, the heating system in the train was not working, so can you imagine, like, um, wow. taking a yeah a ride for seven hours, no heating system, and you know, I even I like I, I bought a a bottle of water. Yeah, after I don't know maybe twenty minutes, it was all ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minus twenty-two is no joke. Was, That's very cold. Yeah, that that day, I promised myself, okay, next year I I I'm gonna spend the winter uh, somewhere. Uh, in a, like in a tropical country, and and I didn't want to go back to Brazil mm-hmm. uh, because going back to Brazil mean to me at least means not being able to practice languages. Yeah. So um, I thought, well, maybe Thailand. And then I came to Thailand. Yeah, I'm in Thailand. I I really really liked it, and um, yeah, now I'm back to actually spend some more time time here. Cool. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back.
When I started learning Russian four or five years ago, I couldn't really say much, even though I'd learned quite a big vocabulary. I had spent a lot of time on books and flashcards and apps because I didn't really know what else to do. I thought that language even classes was were quite inconvenient and they were quite expensive as well. And I didn't really have anyone to talk to in my little town in Denmark. So I was really lacking speaking practice. I don't know why I hesitated for so long to get on board the tutoring uh, wagon, as, you, as it were, and start to get regular online tutoring, because obviously the internet has enabled a connectivity that we've never had before. So when I started to have tutoring lessons in Russian, everything changed. Like I improved so quickly, and I went from not being able to say a full sentence, probably, to actually having one-hour-long conversations with my tutor. Okay, they were very basic conversations. They're very, you know, she was very patient and it was very slow. But it w it all took place on italki because they have the biggest selection of tutors. They have the great offers where you can, like, f for instance, now, if you go and have a lesson, if you use my link, actualfluency.com forward slash italki, you get a $10 free credit and you can get many tutoring lessons there for less than $10 an hour. So you're essentially just getting a free lesson. Um, the other part is just it's so convenient. You go in, you use the calendar on the side to pick a time that's good for your time zone and it shows when your teacher is available. And then Italki just does the rest. It sends out the reminders for you and it takes care of the payment as well so you don't get scammed by some you know, questionable teachers out there on the internet. I had a lot of tutoring lessons and if any one of you have tried learning Russian, you know that you definitely need it. Um, but it wasn't until way later that I realized just how powerful these tutoring lessons were. And now I totally 100% recommend it. Like if you can't do any other work in a language, if you, if you find textbooks boring, or if you find any other method, like not your cup of tea, the, there's nothing that beats the speed of which you learn from a personal one-on-one -on -one tutor. And you can find thousands of them on italki. That's I-T-A-L-K-I. And like I said, you can get a free $10 credit if you use my link, actualfluency.com forward slash italki. And now let's get back to the episode. And uh, could you give an idea on how many languages have you been working on since since you started? Uh, was it 10 years ago you said? Um, yeah. The so first part of the story. Because uh, I've seen your badge, yeah. and it, it does, there was a lot of flags on there, so I don't remember exactly how. You probably had a few more since since Berlin a couple of years ago as well. Nine years ago, uh, uh, I started with with Russian when I when I got the textbook. Yeah. And uh, well, there are no materials to learn Russian. Well, nowadays there are, but at the time there were no materials to learn Russian in in Portuguese. So I had to, to study English as well. Uh, so I was studying English and Russian at the same time. Um, and then uh, after six months, when I, when I had uh, like the first real conversation in, in Russian, uh, and I decided to, um, to, well, basically look for other methods uh, and try to apply them to studying new languages. I started studying uh, German. Then I studied French. Mm, then um, I think it was Norwegian, if I'm not mistaken. 
and I think after that I I basically started studying multiple languages uh, at the same time because I was always looking for uh, new methods and strategies and every time I, f- I, f- I found something new I really wanted to um, to try it out with a new language like with a brand new language to see how how fast I would be able to to start speaking right. uh, that language was that was that part of your I mean it sounds like you're being competitive in a way with yourself to try and see how how good you can make that method and how effective right. you can spend your time would is that how you feel about it yes absolutely yeah, 100% yeah, I think this is uh uh, one of the main factors or one of the main motivations I have uh, to learn to learn languages to really understand how not only me but people in general can um, acquire languages uh, faster. You know, because uh, when I realized that actually I I could not learn languages at school, not because of as I said before, not because I was stupid, but because the methods were in, in yeah. a, uh, yeah, I'm efficient. And then I thought, well, uh, now I do speak Russian. I mean, I can hold a 20-minute conversation in Russian. Um, and it took me six months to, to get to this level. I'm pretty sure that if I adjust the method a little bit, I can do it faster. You know, and so that, that was always the, that, this was always the, uh, the thought uh, yeah. I had in my, oh, what if, what if I change uh, uh, what if I optimize the method? Can I can I learn can I learn faster? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just keep going, and and like you said before, you you talked about moving away from this like mirror conversation into uh, something new. So so what? How's it looking in 2018 now with Thai? What are you doing differently than you did you did uh, or didn't do <laughs> nine years ago? Right. Well. Uh... Can I can I can I answer what I was doing uh, three years ago and then? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Please take us uh, <laughs> through the development. That w- that would be interesting as well right. to see how you kind of evolved <laughs> the process. Right. So. Uh, okay. So let, let's okay. Let's start from the beginning. So, in the beginning, I was just um, uh, using this method of basically um, having two native speakers uh, talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started experiment, experimenting a little bit with mnemonics, and um, to be honest, I don't like to use mnemonics very, uh, very much because um, I find it very difficult to come up with uh, crazy stories, uh, like vivid stories. So I usually don't do it to memorize new vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I started using methods like SML, uh, Teacher Self, uh, LinguaPhone, um, and so many others. Um, then I started using flashcards. Um, and in the beginning, I would just write uh, the flashcards by, by hand. Then around four years ago, I found out about Enki. Mm-hmm. Which is a, I'm a big fan of Anki, but in in, in the beginning, um, I found it very difficult to to memorize vocabulary using Anki because, and and now I understand why it was so difficult. Uh, I was basically memorizing words without any context. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
word and then, and then, and then translation with no audio. Um, then I realized that actually having audio is very, very, very important <laughs> to, uh, to memorize new, new vocabulary using NK. So I, I started using uh, audio as well. Um, then I, around two years ago, I came up with a new method called uh, the silent method. And, well, uh, the silent method is, is actually very simple. So imagine that you're having a, a lesson, let's say uh, on Italki, for example, mm -hmm. a one-hour lesson. Um, if you use the silent method, your teacher will not open his mouth during the entire lesson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is how it works. So this is how it works. I, I know it's a little bit extreme, but uh, but I, you know, okay. So let me give, give you some background information before I ex actually explain how it works. So I realized that um, it was quite easy uh, for me to practice listening because I could just watch uh, videos on on YouTube. Um, and well, writing was also not uh, a problem because I. I could uh, basically look up words uh, and and see how how they're spelled, uh, and I always felt that my my big that my biggest problem was to actually put up put sentences together, mm -hmm. to put up sentences, and uh, I, I it was always very frustrating to me that like in in, in a lesson. If you're having a lesson with a native speaker, obviously they speak the language much, much better than you. So usually in the lessons, my teachers would speak, let's say, 90% of the time or maybe 80% of the time. Yeah. While I was trying to catch up, like I was trying to understand what they were, uh, what they were saying, and then I would um, try to give my two cents. Uh, but I, I would always try to uh, simplify everything I was trying to say because um, I didn't want them to switch back uh, to English. So I would just simplify what I, what I wanted to say. And it, it, well, it did work. And well, this is actually the method I use when I'm not, not having a lesson. Uh, I do simplify what, I, what I'm trying to say, especially if I'm a beginner, let's say like with, with Thai now, when I'm having a conversation with a native, with a native speaker, I usually don't say exactly what I what I want to say. I, I say what I what I can say. Mm -hmm. But when having a lesson, uh, I didn't just want to um, simplify uh, what I want to say. I, w I actually wanted to learn uh, the words uh, that I would normally use uh, if I knew how to say what I, what I actually want to say. And uh, and this is why I, I came up with this with this method. So this is how it works. Imagine that you have a Google spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. uh, and they have two columns. You have a column for uh, keywords, and you have another column for sentences, for example, sentences. Uh, then the teacher will uh, ask a question. Uh, well, he will actually just type the question. For example, uh, Chris, what did you do today? Or mm -hmm. what did you do uh, last week? And and now you well, and obviously uh, the teacher will write the question in, in in the language that you are that you are studying, and 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 now all they have to do 
is not only answer the question, but then uh, try to, to create a very long monologue. So it looks something, it looks more or less like this. So imagine that the, the teacher asked, um, let's, let's say I'm, I'm having a, a Thai lesson. Uh, my teacher wrote, uh, Lucas, how long have you been studying Thai? Mm-hmm. And then I will start uh, answering the question like this. Um, I I started studying Thai. I started studying Thai um, around uh, seven eight weeks ago, uh, and I find Thai very difficult. Um, I'm struggling a lot with the tones. I also find uh, the script very difficult because there are no spaces between words. Right. Uh, but I will not give up. I will continue studying. Uh, I like Thai very much uh, because I not only like the language, but also like the country. So you see now here, I'm already changing the topic. I'm not really answering the question anymore. I'm now moving to uh, a new to- topic, but then I will just keep talking. And uh, well, I really like living in, in, in Thailand um, because the weather here is, is great. Um, the people are very friendly, food is good and cheap. So no, I will just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. Mm. Uh, and obviously, I don't know many of the, these words that I just said in English. Like for example, I don't know how you say cost of living in, in Thai. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I will, I will, I will make, I will build up the sentence in Thai, like using uh, Thai grammar. But the words that I don't know in in Thai, I will just say them in English. Okay. While my teacher um, types all these words that I, I, I don't know in, in Thai. Um, so I think this solves the problem of uh, interrupting the, the flow of the conversation to, uh, to ask, oh, sorry, how do you say cause of living <laughs> yeah. in Thai? You know, like, you know, when, when you do that, you, um, it's very difficult to get back to the, the, to the well, you the train of thought right like that be the thing that you're trying to, to say yeah i understand that yeah so um like during the lessons i will just uh, keep talking and talking and talking and the <laughs> words that I don't, I don't know i just say them in english mm-hmm. and because i can see uh what they're typing um normally what i'm uh, what i do is i say let's let's say for example in thai i will say in thai I like to live in Thailand. In, in let's say in Thai is Phong Chop. Phong Chop, you practice Thai. Prawa, because so I like to live in Thailand because, and then I will say in English, the cost of living here is very low. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will see this, uh, and then they will type the, uh, the the equivalent sentence in Thai. I will see how the, how you actually say that in Thai, and then I will re- I will repeat uh, what they what they wrote. Okay. And then I will keep going. And yes, the cost of living here is, is, is very low, uh, but food is great. Uh, the people are very, very friendly. They're always smiling. Um, the weather is great. And blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so you're patching would... the language in a way. Like right. you're, you're yeah. filling in the gaps that you want to use, but you just don't know that bit yet. You haven't gotten to it yet. So you right. say everything you can. Because what typically happens with a tutoring session is that if you can't, if there's a word or a turn of phrase you can't say, you don't, normally you don't say the sentence at all right. or most of it. So, so right. that's exactly. that's quite quite an interesting idea as well. And 
I think something. And you know, like because because my my teacher is not. I, I know that it sounds a little bit crazy when I'm gonna say that, but because my teacher is not allowed to to speak, uh, it gives me uh, more freedom to try to try uh, to try uh, to say uh, things that I would never dare to say in a normal conversation. Like I will try to really say what I what I really yeah. want to say. But, uh, Whereas when I'm having a conversation on the street with a with a friend, yeah, then I'll never I would never say I like to live in Thailand because the cost of living is uh, <laughs> is low. I, I would just say I like to live here because it's cheap to live here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's also uh, another problem as well with the teachers. I've recently started doing some more lessons, and and what I find right. is that I'm especially if you're sort of high beginner or intermediate even you find mm -hmm. that you start to have the conversation more for the pleasure of the conversation mm -hmm, and when mm -hmm. you have to sort of have a nice conversation where the other person is not going to be bored or you know you, you, right. if it's a teacher of course they have to listen to you you know that's what they pay <laughs> what you pay them for but uh, yeah. i find it difficult personally to take a long time with every sentence because mm -hmm. um yeah but, there are some things but, you don't know but there yes. are also sometimes where you it's almost there. So if you just spend like 20 seconds, you will get it. But right, right. But you can't do that if you're having a normal teacher-student conversation. You need them to basically shut up <laughs> until you get there. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see. So this is this is how I got to this method because uh, when I had lessons when uh, in, in which they they could talk, <laughs> uh, I would feel I I would normally feel very nervous to finish my sentence as quickly as possible so that they also can uh, say uh, something. Yeah, exactly. But and now I, I don't worry at all because now I know that I can take my time, I can think about it, <laughs> I can, you know, I can... Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't feel the pressure anymore. And have you have you had that? It must be a weird question, but have you had teachers who just didn't, couldn't do it or didn't want to do it? Maybe it was too... I mean, it's kind of hardcore for the teacher just to sit and listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so have you... for the teacher, but yeah it's, it is true, yeah. But um... no pushback yet. No, because uh, I think that after one or two lessons, they, they understand the value of the method mm -hmm. and, the, and then they, uh, they, they understand what I'm trying to do. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely uh... try that out for sure. That that's, that's a pretty good idea because I was getting a little bit annoyed with myself because. It just takes me. Maybe it's because I'm. I, I, I'm not. Uh, like I'm. I get. I start work at seven in the morning, and I'm a bit of a night owl, so I never get enough sleep. Basically, um, right. So my brain is always a bit fuzzy, and when you're trying to find Russian grammar endings, it can be a bit tricky. Or you know, you get there eventually, just slow. So mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes I just feel like saying something, even though I know if I spent ten more seconds per sentence. Which in mm -hmm. a conversation is a ridiculous amount of time. Like you can't spend ten is, seconds yeah. per sentence. Uh, but mm -hmm. if I did spend that, then I would probably get to the right answer, and there would right. be no need for the teacher to interrupt me. So, so that that solved a little personal problem for me there, which is interesting. I'm gonna give that a try for for the next two day lessons for sure. Cool. Yeah, and 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 I, I and and then the cool thing is that they if they can write down uh, mm -hmm. these new words and the, these new grammar structures. Yeah, then it can, it can always review them, uh, review them, uh, them later, which I think is much more effective than just getting corrected. Like for example, if if they just uh, if 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 it's a just normal conversation, and let's say like you're learning Russian, 
and uh, you say, uh, Ya Jevo Sbrato. And then your teacher said, No, it's Bratam. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember that ever. Yeah, after five, <laughs> after five seconds, you were Especially because you know what? So yeah, and this is this is also uh, a thing that I, I noticed. Uh, learning a language is uh, it's a difficult task. Or oh, oh, let, let me let me rephrase it. Uh, learning how to have a conversation in a foreign language is a difficult task because you are dealing with many many problems at the same time you're dealing with pronunciation you're dealing with new words that you don't know you're dealing with uh uh well the grammar and uh and then you obviously at the same time you, you still have to think about what you want to say mm-hmm. uh and then you have to understand what the other person is saying so that, there are so many things going on at the same time yeah and then if they start correcting you also have to pay attention to the corrections and then you like have to um, shift your focus onto um, the corrections, uh, and I think, and this is basically multitasking. And uh, as you know, we are not very good at multitasking. Mm. And this this is why I like like when I have a lesson, to me like th- these lessons are just like speak speaking practice. Yeah, it's not even having a conversation practice. It's really just speaking practice. So it's just output. I would just try to just to just say. Yeah. Do you imagine? Do you imagine the conversation, or or is it more of a? Uh, the reason I ask is because if you're in a conversation, then you have that natural scripts uh, pattern, like you talked about before. What's your name? Where you're from? Why do you live here? If you're just mm-hmm. speaking on yourself, do you sometimes uh, do more of like a a presentation, really, or do you imagine what the questions could be, or do you, does the teacher write every question? How how do you make it past that first? Like uh, you said, there was a one question, a seeding question, but how do you move it past that uh, so it's not just you know presenting a paper like you were in uh, in school again and and uh, standing in front of class, <laughs> <Right>. you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, to be honest, I don't think too much about it. So I just need a reference, like I need a starting point. Let's say, uh, Lucas, why do you why do you learn Thai? And then I will start. Uh, well, in the beginning, I will answer the question. But then I will, yeah, uh, just say whatever comes to mind. And then when I run out, uh, when I run out of things to say, which is usually like, for example, with Thai, uh, after five minutes, I'm, <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, then I will just keep silent, silent for I don't know, maybe ten seconds, and th- and then the teacher will realize, oh, maybe I could ask uh, uh, the next question. Right in writing still. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then they typed uh, they typed uh, the the next question. Very nice. And right. you know, because they cannot speak, <laughs> <laughs> because they cannot speak, they also don't make comments. Right. So you don't get confused. Yeah, yeah, I don't get confused, and yeah, and then I I can make sure that I I speak ninety nine percent of the time of. of of the lesson perfect because you know if, if i want to get listening practice i can i can just watch a video on youtube no i don't need to yeah that's that's right lesson with, uh, with my teacher yeah that's that's very true you you want to be efficient in that sense to me that's a bit like um i mean i don't know if you do this but some people they change the language on their phones and stuff for me i'd rather just do focus sessions or like do whatever it takes i, I don't need to know the russian word for uh i don't know <laughs> some technical form or, uh, term or something 
like that's not it, that's not interesting for me anyway. Uh, but it's, it sounds like you you're very focused on the the efficiency and doing things at the right time. And, and then and then with friends you can have conversations where it's a more right. normal conversation. And and you, if you have patient friends and you're good enough in the language, then that can be where you get your actual conversational practice and, and improvements right. later right. on. It, it, this is exactly uh, what I what I also think about it. Yeah. Cool. Well, that that's that's really cool. I, I'm I'm still amazed. I just have to comment on this. I, I think I say it pretty much every episode now. But this is 138 episodes. I've had people mm -hmm. on who's learned every language in the world probably at this point, and <laughs> and yet still every episode something new comes up. I find it just amazing. Uh, like last episode, just as a as an as a reference. As, uh -huh. Uh, somebody was talking about the value of um, having a polyglot teacher, so somebody teaching you multiple languages at once. And I was right. like, sounds simple, and I'm sure other people have, it's not a groundbreaking idea, but I can't remember having discussed this on the podcast before. And now this is, is similar, where I've never heard anyone talk about an, a silent lesson, like where the teacher is just <laughs> listening to you. Uh, so so, so thank you for, for sharing that idea. That's pretty cool. <laughs> You know, um, and it, it is so efficient because uh, you're basically uh, speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking. I, I normally get 200 new words per lesson. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah. lot. Yeah. And the teacher's just and, like... <laughs> yeah, typing all the time. Typing, 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 typing. You have to learn the, the quick type system for sure for... Is she going to so, be teaching? Yeah, I, yeah, like a good teacher for me is a teacher there can uh, type very quickly <laughs> right. that's a great quality um and uh yeah you know just one last thing because they cannot uh they, can, they cannot speak uh it also prevents you to ask them questions because if you ask them questions yeah then they will be the one um they start speaking. talking yeah and, and then you're listening yeah, practice start. again yeah then it's listening practice yeah uh, listening. yeah yeah, that's so clever. Um, but I I didn't even think about that. I was thinking, well, if I'm asking the, the teacher questions, I'm I'm practicing uh, having a conversation. But of course, it's pointless if you can't produce good enough language yourself to right. listen to someone. You might as well just go on watch a a sitcom or something, or uh, even YouTube right. videos. I think are, are quite good for that as well. Um, right, right. So yeah, again, simple idea, but not something that I've heard a lot of, and even if I did, it, it's always worth repeating good ideas, mm -hmm. I feel like. You know, and I think this uh, bring, brings us to the next point, which is, you know, I, I, I hear and see a lot of people to, uh, talking about comprehensible input, mm -hmm. but I don't think, well, maybe uh, when uh, when Steve Krashen, uh started talking about comprehensible input, I think, I think at the time it was a breakthrough. Um, but I have the feeling that now we, well, it's time for, for the next, uh, breakthrough in, in, in language learning. Yeah. And I suspect that the next breakthrough will be, um, not just comprehensible input, but relevant comprehensible mm. input. So not, I don't think it's, um, enough to just understand what you're, uh, reading or listening to. I think it's so much easier to memorize words uh, and and well and sentences if they mean something to you. Yeah. 
and and th- this is why I think that the silent method is so is so efficient because all these new words that I'm learning, like this 200 words per per lesson. Yeah. I find them very very easy to remember because these are words that I try to to use myself, rather than seeing them uh, on a on a on a on a list or in a book. Yeah, it means something. And and do you put them into Anki or do yeah. you just study the the word document every time? Yeah, yeah, I I, I will normally put them uh, in Anki and I will review the review the the flashcards. Very nice. Fantastic. Well, uh, just before we finish, uh, I just uh, want to talk to you a little bit about Language Boost as well, because I've seen mm-hmm. you and uh, my friend Jan, uh, Jan van der um, doing a lot of uh, stuff with that. So just for, for everyone listening, do you want to give a quick introduction to what you're working on and and maybe if there's something coming in the future that people can look forward to? Sure. We are working on two projects now. Uh, one is called Voca Booster. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Boca Booster, we learned 500 most commonly used words with example sentences. And well, these courses they they come um, with uh, native audio and also NKDEX. And um, and then we have, well, we we now have 15 languages. Okay. And uh, we are planning to add more languages in the, in, the, in the near future. We are now working on courses for uh, Mandarin Chinese, uh, Cantonese, uh, Mongolian, Turkish, and Estonian, and Finnish. So, like, I think that these will be the, the sixth next language that we're gonna we're gonna release. Very nice. Um, and I'm also working on um, new sentences for these uh, vocabulary courses. Because, um, well, now that I use vocal booster Thai to, <laughs> to learn Thai, I realized that some sentences were um, a little bit too difficult. So now we're going to uh, simplify uh, the sentence so, so, so that people can memorize the, the, sen- the example sentences more and more easily. Um, and the second project is called um, Boost Camp. And uh, with Boost Camp, we basically guide people step by step uh, in learning learning a new language. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this course, we uh, and and by the way, the, uh, it took me forever to, <laughs> to to create this course because the the, the idea behind this course uh, was okay. So what is the most important word? Let's say that we are uh, we're going to learn uh, Spanish, and I, I, I ask myself the question: What is the most important <laughs> word uh, I should learn if I'm if I want to learn Spanish? What what should be the first word uh, I learn? And re- uh, and and then I realize that probably is the word for I. Yeah. As uh, it's sad to say that, but human beings are very. Uh, selfish, and mm-hmm. we like to talk about ourselves. So, and I think it's related to what I was saying earlier. Um, not not just comprehensible input, but uh, relevant comprehensible input. Yeah. So here's, uh, I think here's the same uh, the same um, the same philosophy. So <clears throat> we like to uh, to talk about um, things we did or, or things we think we we would like to do. 
So yeah, so the first word was the word I. And then we, if we want to learn Spanish, uh, well, we probably want to learn Spanish because we, we want to have a conversation in Spanish, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have the word for I, well, maybe it would be uh, nice to also know the word for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's the second word. So uh, the first word is I, the second word is you. And now, and, and, and now for the third word, this is actually where the method uh, uh, begins to, to work. So what should be the third word uh, we, we should learn uh, after knowing how to say you and I? Don't know. What, 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 um. what do you think? <laughs> and well, the the, um. the idea behind the, the method was um, every time we we add a new word, we should make sure that this word will will enable us to make as many sentences as possible, right? As many combinations as possible. And of course, we could learn the word for he and she, so we could learn all the pronouns. But if we do that, we are just um, trying to to memorize vocabulary. Uh, which is great, but uh, not necessarily uh, as efficient as trying to make as many combinations as possible. So um, I came to the conclusion that maybe it would be uh, a good idea to learn the word for and. Right. Because then you can connect all the words that you know. Like you can use uh, I, you, well, then you can say you and I. Makes sense. Uh, and then I thought, okay, well, now I know three words. I can make one sentence. What word can I add to my voc uh, vocabulary that would allow me to make, let's say, f at, at least four sentences, four different sentences? So we got you and I so far? Yeah, then, well, we, we will probably learn a verb now. And not just any verb, but uh, a modal verb, so that um, if we know this, this modal verb, all the other verbs we can just put in the infinitive form. And then we don't need to learn how to conjugate it because, as you know, in Spanish, we have to conjugate verbs depend, uh, we have to conjugate verbs for person and number. Yeah. Like have a different ending for all this, um, for all the three uh, uh, persons for singular and plural. Uh, so if you can avoid that problem in the beginning, uh, then you can probably make uh, even more sentences. So the fourth word is the, uh, the verb to want. Okay. Uh, and then you conjugate, I want, you want. And then knowing only four words, you can already make four sentences. You can say uh, you and I, you can say I want, you can say you want, and you can say I want and you want. And I want you, which is uh, also possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and then you would add some some verbs uh, that now you can use in the in, in the infinitive form because it, you because you know the word to want. Uh, you can now say things like I want to work, I want to study, I yeah. want to eat, I want to drink, and then you don't have to conjugate to conjugate uh, these these verbs. Um, so, in a nutshell, um, in 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 the boot camps. Um, I tried to find the optimal uh, sequence of words uh, a person should learn to make as many sentences as possible, knowing as little words uh, as possible. Yeah.
Sounds like efficiency again. <laughs> Makes sense. And uh, well, the end of, end result of uh, this method is that um, so we we learn three hundred words, and uh, combining these three hundred words, we can we can make more than five thousand different uh, sentences. And um, you know, when when people uh, find out that I speak uh, fourteen languages. They very often ask me, "Oh, so how many words do I need to know in order to speak a language?" And no, and I, I don't think that this is the right uh, question. Right. I think more about how many combinations can you make with the words that you know. I think yeah. that, that's more important than just knowing uh, ten thousand words. <laughs> yeah, it's about learning the the frequent words and and the the flexible ones that you can use for, for all kinds of things. Right, right, yeah, and 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 then learning how to to put them together. Of course, yeah, you still have to learn a language. There's no right. easy method of uh, just downloading the language in an app or a course or anything, and just uh, waking up the next day with the uh, fluency in in your head. <laughs> you still right. have to put in the right. work. Right, right, yeah, of course, of course. Unfortunately, but anyway, uh, Lucas, thank you so much for for sharing sharing your method with us and uh, this. Uh, ideas this like i said new ideas to me but probably other people have probably said them before and um just uh as a last thing here where can people find you if they want to maybe ask you a question or thank you for the ideas or find out more about um Boca booster or the boost camps uh well they can go to the website languageboost.biz and uh well people can also find us on on youtube uh, we're now trying to upload at least one video a week. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Language Boost. Fantastic. With uh, with our good friend Jan. And uh, if right. people need more podcast uh, inspiration, then uh, I can highly recommend the episodes with Jan as well. He's, he has a lot to say as well about traveling and language learning and also learning quite a few languages himself. So, so you're a good team there. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lucas. And uh, and can I, can I add just oh, yeah. one 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 last thing before we before we go? Yeah. Uh, I think the, the the last big breakthrough I had was the realization that Enki is not good for memorization. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and now, uh, and and I can explain what I mean. Um, so. I think Enki is an amazing tool uh, to help you speed up um, the process of recalling a word or, or, or a sentence. Uh, but it's not necessarily good to memorize uh, new, new vocabulary. So uh, this, this is what I mean. Um, so when we, when we try to memorize a new piece of information, we usually go through three uh, phases, right? So phase number one uh, is decoding. We are trying to basically figure out what we are trying to memorize. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, the second phase, uh, storage. Uh, we will try to, for example, find a, a good association to memorize that, uh, that word. And then we, we go to phase number three, um, retrieval. So basically, when we run uh, a Google search in our in our brain to find that uh, particular piece of information that's already stored uh, in our memory, and I think Enki is very good for this uh, for this third fa uh, phase. So, like 
spinning up the process of uh, finding a word that you have that that you already know. Um, uh, we were talking about um, uh, that, like you're saying that when you have your Russian lesson, sometimes it takes you uh, 10, uh, 20 seconds to remember how to say something. Mm-hmm. I think Enkiza is, am- is an amazing tool to speed, speed up this process. Of uh, so, instead of taking 10 seconds to remember how to, uh, um, notice you taking uh, 10 seconds to remember the the right ending. If you use Enki, for example, and you review cards uh, for that uh, particular ending, uh, then you might you might be able to record much faster. Right. So it's just uh, practice basically what you already know. It's not about necessarily putting right. in new things. Right. That's not the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I can I can get yeah. behind that to to a degree. Yeah. And uh, um. So now what what I what I do and you know like uh, last year. Um, I think that my retention rate using Anchor was around 45%. Uh, like just, I was just doing like conventional, like standard uh, flashcards. Mm-hmm. So I would, for example, if I'm studying, let's say Hebrew, I would see the a word and an example sentence in English, and then I would try to translate it uh, into into Hebrew. Let's say I have uh, the word, the word. I don't know, to work, and an example sentence. I want to work, and then I will try to rem- uh, remember how you say that in in in, in Hebrew. So, uh, to work laavod, I want to work anihotze laavod. Um, and then my retention rate was about uh, 45-47%. And then I had this idea. Well, what if instead of uh, testing myself from the beginning? Uh, what if I had a deck in which I would first listen to to the word and an example sentence, and then I would just try to repeat. And then if I can repeat it correctly, I press on on good. If I can't, I press uh, the the red button, like the again button. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I thought, well, then I can have a listening deck. So this listening deck helps me with input, right? Uh, so yeah. It's, so it's basically the first and second uh, phases. So storage, um, the decoding, and storage. So decoding meaning like I listen to the sentence and I, I try to understand it, and then I try to repeat it. I click on show answer, and then I see the sentence, and this is where, um, this is sorry, this is when um, I will actually try to store store this new piece of information in, in my in my memory. Right. And then I thought, well, if I have a listening deck, why not have a reading deck? And in the right. reading deck, I would just see the sentence. I would try to read it. I click uh, show answer. And then I compare what I said to how the native speaker would uh, would pronounce that uh, that sentence. Right. And then I thought, why not have a writing deck? And the writing deck is basically the listening deck. But uh, I also write down uh, the keyword. So this is what I do now. I imagine that I want to memorize 1,000 words in time. Uh, well, obviously I will have these words uh, uh, with example sentences as well. Uh, but this is this is how I usually go about it. So imagine that um, one of the words that I learned today during the lesson was 
um, I don't know, um, what could be a word? Um, terrain. Um, and then, for example, the, the context was it rains almost every day here in Thailand. Mm. Uh, and the key word is uh, uh, terrain, fonto, entire fonto. So in day one, I will only listen to the sentence. And then I will obviously will, I will try, try to repeat. So this is day one. Day two, I see the same sentence, but now in the reading day. Uh-huh. So I, this is the second time um, I'm getting input, but now using a different channel. So instead of listening, now, now I'm reading. Uh, then, well, I do my, I don't know, my, my 20 or 30 uh, words that I normally uh, do every single day. Then <clears throat> I will continue with my, my daily routine. I will, I don't know, uh, study, work, work out, go to the gym. Then I, 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 I go to bed. Then, you know, when I, when I go to bed, I, um, my synapses try, uh, start, uh, my synapses uh, start to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the connection, because now I, because I, I uh, saw the same piece of information, but through a different channel, like the synapses start uh, getting a little bit stronger. Then in the third day, I will uh, listen to the same sentence one more time, but now I will write down uh, the keyword, like phone talk, to rent phone talk. And only in the fourth day, after having uh, listened to the sentence and then uh, read the sentence and then after having um, written the sentence, only in the fourth day I will try to actually uh, produce output. So I will see the sentence in English. Um, it rains very often here in Thailand and then I will try to translate it uh, back into 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 Thai. I, I realized that even though I'm spending more time with the, with this extra deck, so with the listening deck and the reading deck and the writing deck, uh, even though I'm spending spending more time in the beginning, when I finally get to the speaking deck, because I've I've seen this sentence uh, so many times using uh, different channels, yeah, when I when I see the sentence, I can trans- I can translate it back into Thai immediately, and I don't I don't even right. have to think about it. It's pretty amazing, yeah. And now that the retention rate is so much higher, it's unbelievable. <laughs> now it's uh, it's more than ninety five percent. Wow. With, well, Thai, Thai is tricky because uh, well, it's a completely different language to me. But even even with a completely different uh, different language, the retention uh, rate is, is is much much higher, like 96 percent. Yeah, I can uh, imagine because you're doing it so many different ways that activating different parts of the brain and just more interesting and you know, also. And. And then in the end of the day, I actually spend less time, overall, I spend less time uh, reviewing flashcards because the the retention rate is so much higher. So I don't have to press the again button over right. and over again. I get frustrated because I can't remember uh, the word. So, How long would you say you spend on, uh, on on this kind of process on a typical day? Uh, well, right now, I'm, I'm reviewing. I'm using Anki for 10 languages. Okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, it takes me around uh, forty-five minutes. Really? Well, that's really nice. Is that because you've you've worked on those decks before, or is that with the with the four steps or three steps? Yeah, I think uh, the four steps is is probably the main reason. Uh, like you know, I used to spend much more time 
with ink, and I used to also get much more frustrated because I couldn't like, like I was <laughs> pressing the fucking uh, red button again and again and again. I can't yeah. remember. And you know, and, and if you feel bad, if you feel if you feel bad about it, and if like if you uh, if you are not having a good time when you're practicing your your flashcards, I think it also affects uh, how much you can remember. And you probably won't do it as much anymore as well. Yeah. That's that that too that too. Makes um, sense. And I think that the second so that this is reason number one and reason number two, uh, the words and sentences that I'm trying to remember are things that I tried to say before. So no, like I remember the context. I um, yeah, and these these words are are important. So it's not just a, like a random word. Like if you if you give me a list of ten random words in Thai. Yeah, it will take me forever to remember. <laughs> yeah. Don't mean to me. So I you think don't these, are, mm-hmm, these are. These are So the, what? What I usually do? I I wake uh, I wake up, I go to the gym, and then on the treadmill I walk and I do the flashcards. So ah, yeah, super efficient nice again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice way to combine language learning and uh, ex- exercising. Yeah, you're really uh, Mr. Efficiency, even even in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I forgot to mention that in the silent method, I have a formula on Excel that translates into English everything that uh, the teacher uh, types. Oh, wow. So, so through I, so an I, API or something. So I don't have to... Uh, I never have to ask them, oh, what, what does it mean? Like, uh, because I can, I can see the translation um, uh, wow. on, on, on the spreadsheet as well. That's really cool. Yeah, I, um, so it's like an API... Translate like a, yeah. bit like okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's really cool as well. That's and that's... and with with Thai is the same. So uh, well, actually with Thai I have uh, an extra column because I obviously can't read the the script. It's, it's way too difficult. So I have an API that that translates um, uh, the Thai the Thai text into IPA. Wow. Uh, and another column where I see the translation in English. So. <laughs> Fantastic, because well, thank you so much, and uh, and thank you so much for you, for taking the time. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, hope to see you in uh, Bratislava or some other place in the world next Maybe year. Maybe Japan, huh? In the oh, that's far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's far. I would like to. I've never been to Asia actually, so that would be a, oh, really? interesting for me. But again, it would require some kind of uh, flight Planet. offer. I think. Uh, Sometimes yeah. they're good flight tickets to Japan from the UK, so it is possible. But I don't, I don't want to do it if it's like uh, I don't know a thousand dollars for the yeah, flights. That's, that's a bit uh, steep. So also because Japan is not the, the cheapest country. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's just <laughs> getting there, right? Then you need to have some accommodation, and I'm not flying twelve hours to be there for four days. So uh, right. well, twelve hours is probably never going to happen, even because it's going to be some crazy layover in Vienna or something. Eight hours, I don't know. Um, so, um, so probably, I would say that one is unlikely, but I'll definitely be in in Bratislava and and hope mm-hmm. to see what else I can make. I, I want to get back on on the events next year. I didn't have time to do barely any this year, so um, I feel kind of sad about that. I think they're a good way to keep motivated and and stay in touch with friends and, of course, l- learn new tips and tricks and and practice languages as well. Right. Right. Yeah, man, I really hope to see you to see you in Breslau. I will, I will also try to come. Fantastic, Lucas. Well, uh, good night and uh, see you see you soon. Uh, Chris, how do you say thank you in, in, in Danish? 
tack. Många tack. Tack. Många tack. Många tack. Ja, många tack. <laughs> Likewise, i livet. <laughs> All right, good night. Good night. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Actual Fluency Podcast. I really appreciate having you here today. Just before you leave, I just want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, which is italki. Italki is a tutoring platform where you can find affordable tutors from every language in the world, pretty much. So get started today and get a free $10 credit when you book your first lesson. If you go to actualfluency.com forward slash italki, and that's spelled I-T-A-L-K-I. So give it a go and feel how tutoring can really boost and enhance your language learning.